Chase Bros Podcast, back for the 2022 season, like we never left. I'm joined here by uh, Chase Pro Jonathan. My name, as always, is Chase Pro Andrew. Uh, Jonathan, I think that is like the best song in the world after not hearing it for like six months. Oh, yeah. No, it, more. it's fantastic. How long has it been since football? Uh, way too long. I'm extremely excited. It was a weird thing whenever they kind of finished the season without playing the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, you know, that was weird. Just like after the AFC Championship, they're like, well, I guess we're done. That was the best game there was going to be that year, so might as well call it quits. <sighs> Good to be back. Great to be back. Yeah. How are, you, uh, how are you feeling about the Chiefs at this point in time? Anything exciting going on this year? This offseason? Um, this has been a weird offseason for me, I'll admit. Yeah. Um, had some important life things come up. Uh, Chiefs Bro Jonathan started a new job last month. Mm. Uh, new relationship. Have a, have a girlfriend now. Busy guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so a lot of stuff going on. Got that time for uh, Tyreek Hill's petty squabbles. Uh, no, actually. I have no idea. In fact, um, is Tyreek Hill, is he not on the Chiefs anymore? He is not. Oh, my gosh. When did but that happen? The good news is we used the draft capital from Tyreek Hill to draft half of our defense. Oh, good. So we're going to try that now. I'm sure they would be great to start the year. Yeah. Did you see the death chart actually came out today? I did not see that. No. Okay, I don't want to get too far into it yet because we're going to go through all of this like piece by piece. But uh, there were a number of rookies highly ranked on the Chiefs' depth chart this Ooh, year. That's exciting. A couple of starters, maybe not the ones you think. I could probably guess them. Well, let's let's get into that whenever we do our, okay. our draft review. Right. We'll try to keep this, you know, one step at a time here. Okay. So last year, yes, the Chiefs could not beat the Bengals. No. Um, or, or the Chiefs could not beat the Bengals' deep ball luck. Let's put it that way. Last year was a weird year for all of us, I think. Yeah. Uh, it started frustrating. It ended frustrating. And it was frustrating throughout most of the middle part as well. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of an annoying year, uh, start to finish. Even though the Chiefs, if you look at the record, they did really well. Um, they had one of the most incredible games of football that's ever been played against the Bills. Um, but yeah, it was just a weird, kind of annoying year. Yeah, I think it's one of those years uh, best appreciated if you, if you're of a certain age and you can kind of look at it through the lens of the times that we had to roll out like Tyler Palco and Brody Croyle and like Tyler Thigpen as our quarterback and like whenever we would win a division game that was a big deal. Yeah. It was definitely a year that separated the new Chiefs fans from the old Chiefs fans yes. and like how much they were freaking out. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I would be more in the later category there. I was freaking out quite a bit. Yeah. But not as much as you, I don't think. <laughs> uh there were some dark podcasts last year. It's true. Well they, they did not look like a playoff team to start the year, honestly. No. They 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 really looked and I I think I probably said something like this at some point, but they really looked like they're gonna miss the playoffs just because they were that level of bad. 
like the offense was getting, you know, trademark figured out. Hashtag figured out. Yeah. Well, they got the, they put the roof on it. Mm. Which that's happening to a lot of people now. That's that's kind of the thing everyone's trying to solve is the roof. Um, right. and then the defense had just kind of gotten back to just the, the ghost of Bob Sutton was back at the helm for like the first eight games last year. Yeah, there was some some renewed chance to fire Bob Sutton after a lot of events. a lot of how many guys can we bring without getting any pressure? Yeah, this is the worst game. Yeah, that was annoying. Not a fun game to play. Um, and then yeah, we just kept running up against the Bengals. And and that was kind of like a team like if, if you if you are like me and you like to play like Madden franchise mode mm-hmm. sometimes there's a team or like even a player where it's just like they're not good rankings wise but for whatever reason the way they match up against your team you just can't get over it yeah you can't do no, that it's accurate I have some really spicy takes about the Bengals but we'll save that for our uh, you know around the NFL portion of this podcast yeah. uh, to start off with why don't we kind of discuss what happened in the past. Why don't we talk about what's going to happen in the future? Because football is happening in two days. Mm. Well, I mean, no, it's a true. game is happening in two days. Like a Pretty good game. game, right? Oh, yeah. Bill's Rams, right? Fantastic game. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. That's like, I, I know this is overused, but that could legitimately be a Super Bowl matchup. It could be. Yeah. It's not what I'm picking, but it could be. I got the Bills. Even though the Bills have not been to the AFC Championship. Mm, yeah, they have. In a while, right? No, we, we beat them there, like, what, two years ago? I'm not, okay, haven't been to the Super Bowl. That's more what I'm saying. Yeah, they haven't been to the Super Bowl yet. So for a team that has not been to the Super Bowl in, like, however many years, they're getting a whole lot of, like, Super Bowl hype, like, consistently each well, year. that's because they keep running into the Chiefs. We're yeah. kind of like their version of the Bengals. Although that's giving way too much credit to the Bengals. I think they're their version of the Patriots. Yes, that's, that's probably more apt. All right, so uh, 2022 season. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't we start with what are you excited about? Let's see. You know, whenever we went into the offseason, um, Brett Beach, Chiefs GM, said we're going to overhaul defensive line. And I remember thinking, because I mean, the, if you watched the Chiefs receiving production last year, you had a lot of, like, a lot of drop passes. You had a lot of like those stupid tipped balls that kept getting picked off. Ugh. Ugh. Gross. Which is every bit as much on the receiver as it is on the homes. Well, like half of those were Tyreek for some reason, so I mean Yeah, and you kept having our, our passing game outside of Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey just kinda of disappear. Oh, so I, in my mind I thought Feach is gonna do this year what he did with the offensive line last year and the defense the year before, or two years before, and just try to overhaul the whole thing in one year. In one offseason. Mm-hmm. But Beach came out and said, oh, we're going to overhaul the, off- the defensive line this year. Well, the moves were like the exact opposite of that. Like, all we did on the defensive line is just draft George Perlaptis. Which we, was a big move. It was. Well, it was. It's a first-round pick. Yeah. Um, I think that was our Tyreek Hill first-round pick we got from the Dolphins. Um, and th- but then, like, we got, we got Frank Clark back, although he's making less money. A lot less money. We got, big pay we got basically the same interior as we had last year. Uh, we got Carlos Dunlap instead of Melvin Ingram, which is kind of a one-for-one, one, maybe a slight upgrade. Yeah. But other than that, we didn't really we didn't overhaul the defensive line. It's still three or two or three of the four starters going to be the same. Yeah. We're kind of banking on several things going right to have a good pass rush this year. Yeah. I think um, if our pass rush could not be bad, that will be a victory. 
Heaven forbid something happens to Chris Jones, we're in big trouble. Yes. Um, but the wide receiver core did get overhauled. And I don't think that was necessarily – I don't know if that was the plan heading into the year. I think they really did in earnest want to re-sign Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Uh, but then Christian Kirk got paid in Jacksonville, and then Devonta Adams got paid in Oakland. And I'm telling you, it's all – it's the Jaguars' fault that Tyreek is where he is. Right? The wide receiver market just went bonkers. So then he got traded to the Dolphins. And we got a good haul. I'm happy with the transaction, honestly. And for, for a couple of reasons, actually. Let me go into this really quickly. Go ahead. One, I think that the put-the-roof defense against the Chiefs limited Tyreek Hill's effectiveness in the offense. Because yeah. we were never just going to have the free shots down the field like we used to. Yeah. And he's, he's a versatile player. He can play, like, play over the field and make some, make some moves to get open over the middle and in the, in the out routes and stuff like that. But he, his value is highest in the deep routes. And that was never going to be the same with the way that the teams were playing the Chiefs. Um, and two, I mean, you just – I think it's like – I hate to talk about the Patriot way. But Patriots had a great knack. Maybe Belichick had a great knack for, for getting value out of players just before they started to decline. Or maybe even a year or two before. So it's like, let some other team beat a sucker and pay this guy. We're going to get the value out of it, and we're not going to commit ourselves to long, onerous contracts uh, for the back half of someone's career. Yeah. Well, and the money he wanted, like, he wanted to be, like, the highest paid wide receiver. Yeah. So it, was, it wasn't just, like, a superstar deal. It was, like, a megastar deal. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Can I share some thoughts about Tyree Kiltrade from my perspective now? Um, I wouldn't say I was happy about it. I think it's going to be the smart move long term, but I think it might hurt this year. I I think from what I've seen, the little amount of interaction I've had with other Chiefs fans this offseason, uh, it seems to me that we are kind of underemphasizing the impact that losing him is going to have on the offense. Probably. Uh, now, granted, I, I know Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. He's got some decent other options to throw to, but let me ask you this. Um, I'm excluding Travis Kelsey, since he was already here, who is the best pass catcher on this team now? This is going to sound weird, mm-hmm. but maybe Sky Moore. Okay, see, that's a rookie. That's that's concerning to me. And, and Juju's got good hands, too. I don't mean to disparage Juju. I've just heard really good things about Sky Moore. It's not MVS, because he's got a little bit of a drop season. Yeah. Um, I, I, in my opinion, the wide receiver one will end up, or you know, the one with the most yardage will end up being Juju, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm pretty high on him. But having that guy as your top wide receiver is concerning to me. And people will say, "Oh, we have Travis Kelsey; he's our wide receiver one." That kind of diminishes his effectiveness as a tight end if you consider it that way. You know? Yeah. The whole point is you have this position where you don't normally have an awesome pass catcher, and you have one there. Yeah. Without that wide receiver to go with them. It kind of balances out. Yeah. I think kind of what the Chiefs tried to do, and maybe even like immediately in the wake of Tyreek Hill, because the chronology here is Chiefs signed Juju. Yes. Oh, trade away Tyreek Hill. There was one week where we had it all. <laughs> yeah. After that, it, like, it turned into that like Troy from Community, like darkest timeline gif, you yep. know? Yep. You walk, so in. you walk in and you got some pizza and everything's on fire. People getting shot. Yeah. Just like, what the heck happened? I was, was on this, I was on this website an hour ago and everything's fine. <laughs> Um, no, so 
got Juju, had the best wide receiver core in, my, in like history for two days. Glorious two days. Yeah. Then traded Tyreek over like an afternoon. And then signed MVS, which everyone was just kind of like, cool, I guess. Whatever. It was a rough timing yeah. for him. Everyone's like, this isn't Tyreek Hill. I hate this guy. But what I think they're basically trying to do is, yeah, you're not going to get a one-for-one Tyreek Hill replacement. It's definitely not Sky Moore. It's not Cole Hardman. That doesn't exist in the NFL. No, no. He is he is the freakiest athlete in the NFL, potentially, right now. Yeah. Um, but I think what they were trying to do is basically get 80% of Tyreek Hill by building him, like, from component parts. Like, MVS is not... MVS is like 80 to 90% of Tyreek Hill's downhill... Or down... Like, downfield threat. Juju is like 80 to 90% of Tyreek Hill's... Like, move the chains, possession receiver type. You know? So, I feel like that's kind of... And McColl has got the, that, you know, the gadgetry type of play. So, I think they're, they're going to try to split his role up among a bunch of di- other different people. And I think... Is it going to be a one-for-one replacement? No, that's true. But it can also be uh, a more reliable offense, I think, or a more consistent offense because you're not always waiting on or relying on one guy. Yeah, It's kind of like a, in, in like an engineering term, it's like single points of failure. If Tyreek Hill's covered or if he's, God forbid, hurt, then the offense is considerably diminished. Whereas with any of these guys, you, you can't necessarily take out the deep threat and the slot slash possession guy and the gadget guy just by shutting down one guy. Yeah, you can make the case that the overall wide receiver core will be as good as it was last year. Mm-hmm. I, I personally would not make that case, but you can make that case. Yeah. And I, what's more important to me, especially like reflecting on last year, the offense was on the whole, still really good. It was just so infuriatingly inconsistent. Yeah. This year, maybe that like top gear that we used to be able to reach might not be there. In fact, I don't think it will be. But overall, it might be a whole lot smoother ride for us, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the way I, I used to put it was the Chiefs had like one of the best wide receiver ones in the league, but then we had like three wide receiver fours. Yeah. Things like guys like D Rob or Byron Pringle or stuff. Now I think we've really got like four wide receiver two three range. We're not going to ever have like that that one. I don't think unless Sky Moore just wildly exceeds expectations. I don't think we're going to have a wide receiver one like a true wide receiver one the way that we used to. Although like Juju and Sky Moore, I think both have the potential to be. But set that aside for a minute. I think we've just got a bunch of really good options rather than one great option and some scrub. Yeah, and I think that's better. I really do. I'm excited to see what the offense looks like then. And I think we may rely more on the run this year, mm-hmm. and I think that could be a good thing. So, wide receiver core was the one that got beached this year, if you will. Yes. Be- being whenever you try to move a point of weakness to a point of strength in one offseason. And man, that guy can do it. Yeah. It's impressive. He, he swims for the fences. Yeah. Um, I think the other big move this year was like the youth movement on defense. Yeah, and if I can just narrow it down to one position, yeah. um, safety. Mm-hmm. So we will let Tyron Matthew walk. The Honey Badger has moved south for the winter. He, hold on real quick. Did he get cut from New Orleans? No. Well, I thought something weird happened with that. I mean, I've been really disengaged from okay. football Twitter, but I think I would have heard about that. Okay. So he's, he's in the New Orleans Saints, yeah. which feels like that's that's his home. Like literally his home. Yeah. So it, it's a good place like for him. Great 
worked out great for everyone. Yeah. Um, he's back with Dirty Dan, which is hilarious. Oh, don't you imagine whenever whenever he showed up, like whenever Dirty Dan showed up to the Saints facility, Tony Matthews just like, <laughs> dang it, Dan. Hey, buddy, how's it going? Ugh. <laughs> it's like instant headache. What's hilarious is like the other starting safety got in trouble for something and like oh, was no. got suspended. No. So I think he might actually be getting like starting snaps. Oh. Dirty Dan with Tyron. It makes me feel really bad for the Honey Badger, honestly. Uh, I mean, I feel a little bit bad, but also it's just like so darn funny. I can't help it. And dang it, if I don't still like Dirty Dan, even though he's pretty bad. <laughs> it's, got, it's like what about Bob? Except for yes. still of Bill Murray, it's Dan Sorensen just yes. showing up. Hey, Matthew just slowly losing his mind. What's going on, the Honey Badger? So, anyways, uh, we let him walk. Um, Push him out the door, hopefully. What? No, I'm talking about Honey Badger. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, no, no, we, we no like yeah. We're like I still like Dirty Dan, like deep down inside. But anywho, uh, so he's gone, and now we have Justin Reed. Which, oh, I'm very excited about. fun fact, mm-hmm. you ready for this? Oh, I'm ready. Justin Reed yep. is the fool who tried to fake punt against the Chiefs in that 24-0 playoff game. Yes. Got tackled by Dirty Dan. It's wild to me that that guy is now on our team. Because, like, that guy got made fun of so much. Granted, like, at the time, he was just, like, yeah. a nameless face. Like, oh, this stupid Texan player that I, yeah. I didn't even realize he was, like, a legit player. I thought he was just some special teamer. Uh, but no, he's actually a really good safety. That At is that point in time, team. everyone was like, oh, Dirty Dan's a playoff god. He, he tackled that scrub, and everyone's like, finally, someone came in to replace Dirty Dan. And oh, wait, it's Justin Reed. Yeah, yeah. Have you been uh, keeping up with the franchise all this year? I watched the first episode. The Chiefs YouTube series? Yeah. Uh, so on the second episode, he's playing uh, Joe, Joe Tooney, the offensive lineman, in chess, mm-hmm. and just wipes the floor with him. So I know it's like not a smart premise, but in my mind, Justin Reed is super smart because of that. I think he's just kind of like a renaissance man because he's also, man, he might be good enough to kick like for an NFL team. I don't, I don't know. Oh, yeah. He's our, really, he's really good at kicking. He's our backup kicker. Like, like, I'm ironically, you know how there people can make like 20 yard field goals, but it looks like a doofus doing it. Like Justin Reed's got the, he's got the slice. He's got really good form. Yeah. You can tell he used to do this. I love that they let me keep that extra point in the preseason game. That was hilarious. I mean, legitimately, if if you know, hand to God, Dan, or uh, Butker. Harrison Bucker went down, mm-hmm. it's good to have a legit yeah. kicking option. Yeah, I'm sure Dave Taylor loves it. Yeah. So we got him. Yeah. So, anyways, the, that's kind of like the the largest focal point of your overall point that there's a, a youth movement on the defense. Mm-hmm. Um, another position group that I'm really excited about that exemplifies this, uh, Nick Bolton and Willie Gay. I am so excited for that tandem of linebackers because it's been so, so long that since we've had good linebackers. Mm-hmm. And I want to go ahead and, well, you know, this might be pre- preemptive, but I want to get Leo Chanel in there. Oh, yeah. To make it a, a instead of a tandem, it's a random. A trandom. Triumvirate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Conquer the backfield. Um, he is listed as our starting Sam linebacker now. Really? Really. So you think that's legit? I do. He's day one is going to be out there? That's the, the first death chart. It's extremely rare for Andy Reid to list rookies as starting on the, on the first death chart, but he and Trent McGuffey are both starters. Carl Aftis, who I think everyone would agree is probably the one of the best two defensive ends we have, 
on the roster right now. Yeah. It's technically second string behind Mike Dana. Yeah. I now. really see that being like a Dana's in on early downs, Carl Aptis is in on pass rush downs, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I can see that. The, the depth chart's a, it's a screwy thing, especially with like rotational positions like defensive line or corner. But still, I mean, it, with, with Chanel in there, that means you've got three three starters or, you know, significant contributors in one draft on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. It's extremely impressive. It's very exciting. I think this defense could be good. I think they could not be Not just Chiefs good. Not just Chiefs good. I think they – in the past, it's all, it's all been about having a defense that wouldn't make you lose games. Yeah. I think this could be a defense that helped us win games. That would be something. Yeah. So I think maybe maybe the offense is not quite as good as we've seen in recent years, but maybe that defense is quite a bit better and the overall team is better than it has been in recent years. Who knows? If everything goes right. Yeah. Could be. Okay. Or anything else you want to talk about before we get into like record predictions? Let's see. Um it's it's getting less press, I think, but the Chiefs corner group is just super, super young now. Mm-hmm. Like the old man is like Rashad Fenton. Yeah. He's probably 26. Which is wild. Or 25. Like, Ladarius Lee, I think I think everyone can agree he's like a star corner now. That dude's, that dude's amazing. Is he playing the slot? The slot cornerback? Uh, I think it's, it's it's kind of... It's kind of multiple. But I think if if there are three wide, he would play, play in the slot. Okay. And that's not like... That used to be, oh, that's where you put your third corner. I don't think that's really the case anymore. More it's, it's harder because you don't have the boundary to use. Slot wide receivers are just like putting up huge numbers these days. So. Yeah. Then like McGuffey's, he's got star potential. Fenton, Fenton's very solid. I think he's probably about on par with Chart Various Ward from last year. And then you got Joshua Williams and Jalen Watson, who are both like four to have as your fourth and fifth corners. I think it's great. Uh, now I'm gonna be honest with you, I've not heard of those guys before. We drafted them in the Fifth and sixth rounds, okay. respectively. That's probably why I've not heard of them. Maybe late round picks. Are they any good? Yes. They're both cool. way better than late round picks should be. All right. I'm excited for that. So, yeah, that's kind of, I mean, we invested in Trent McDuffie, but Leach has still got the ability to pick corner talent out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, we pulled Charverius Ward out of nowhere, and I thought he was bad at points for a couple of years. Yeah. And then suddenly now he's like this blue chip player that's getting like traded to the 49ers. And he's like a star cornerback for them. Well, and then, I mean, Snead really came out of nowhere. He's like a sixth round pick, I think. Yeah. Yeah, he did as well. It is funny, like, there were just so many years that we were decrying the lack of, like, talent in quarterback. Mm-hmm. But maybe it was there all along. Maybe Brett Veach knew what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. Just maybe. Just maybe. Okay. Um, real quick, what do you view as the biggest weakness of this team heading into week one? Hmm. We're talking like groups or individual players or just styles of play, whatever. Uh, I'd say groups. Position group, if you will. Oh, boy. This this is going to make it sound like I'm more down on these players than I am, but running back. Ooh. Because I'm still not really convinced about Clyde. And I like the potential of Isaiah Pacheco. Well, I'm going to go ahead and call the check down because I, I imagine him taking a lot of dump-off passes and doing really well with it. That's appropriate. 
Uh, he's getting a lot of play right now in the media, which is great. I love it. I think he's really cool. Um, but just I am a little bit concerned about our ability to run the ball right now, based on the preseason. Uh, I'm a little bit worried about it, but also if you have a really good offensive line, anybody you can put anybody back there, they're going to be pretty good. And also I think if you were going to choose a weakness, that's the one you would choose as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's that's fine. Uh, I'd say, I'm going to say I am convinced about Clyde. I don't really think he's good. I just, I don't think he has the physical traits to be a good player in the NFL. He's not fast enough. He's not elusive enough. He doesn't have enough vision. He's okay at everything. So, I don't I don't know. I don't well, know what happened there, but I'm, I don't think it's going to be like, what is this, year three or four for him? I don't this think it's going to be something like, three. oh, now he's super good. This is year three. We've got to start thinking about what we're going to pick up that fifth-year option. It's not going to happen. Um, but see, I think we were kind of sold a bill of goods with him because whenever we drafted him in the first round, as everyone remembers, he was supposed to be a pass-catching back, like threat out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. And boy, has that not happened. Even I know like people will complain about his usage, like we haven't been throwing it to him enough. But even when we do, like he just he looks kind of awkward catching passes. Like his transition from catching the pass to running is not smooth. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, he he was a star at LSU, and I was not a huge LSU fan, so I didn't really watch that much. But I mean, like in the national title game, whatever that he played in, he seemed really good. I don't know. I might I might have a theory for you. Also on that LSU team was Joe Burrow, yep. Jamar Chase, mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson. So maybe he was surrounded by really good players. Yeah. Maybe he got ignored harder than any running backs ever been ignored in the history of running backs. So very well could be. That might be our answer right there. Also, I want to go ahead and point out, Joe Burrow is probably better as an NFL player than he ever was as a college player. And that's wild. It's kind of a Josh Allen thing. Incredible as his senior year. He was good for one year. And again, he was throwing to Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Anyhow, well, he's still uh, third in run chase. So. Yeah, so so if we if we can try to actually use him as intended for one year, I'm going to be interested. I he, I don't think he's ever going to be like a franchise back. I think he's always going to be part of some kind of committee, and you know it might not be for much longer if he if he wants some kind of big money deal at the end of this. But I mean, I don't think the more you know, the more we get into this, the more I'm not sure it even makes sense to sign running backs to a second contract anymore. I mean, not unless they're just a really special guy. But even if that's true, I mean, tell me a running back who's on their second contract right now who's actually worth it. I think there's a couple out there. I think it's Derrick Henry. Kamara, maybe. Kamara. And that might be the list. Uh, Saquon's not worth it. Nick Chubb on his second contract? Uh, He's really good. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott's not worth it. No, probably not. Dalvin Cook? Maybe. But he's see, he's always been he's been banged up a lot. And Clyde's had that problem too. Like the old Mars Schottenheimer, you know, the most important ability is availability. Well, Clyde hasn't been available for a lot. You know, I mean it's not his fault necessarily, but kind of factors in. I mean, if you're if you're five seven and trying to play in the NFL, you beat up a little bit. Alright, if I can sneak in just one last thing about running backs, you don't even have to say anything about it. Don't forget about Jarek McKinnon. I still think that guy's good. I would never. He had a great playoff run for us. Um, pretty much every time he got an opportunity, he looked good. So just and that's, don't forget about him. That's the guy that actually can take passes out of the backfield and do yeah. something else. Yeah. Okay. Enough running back. Um, 
Do I get to? Are you going to throw that question back to me? About what's the biggest weakness of the team? Jonathan. Yes. What do you think is the biggest weakness on the Chiefs? Ah, thank you for asking that, Andrew. Um, hmm. I'm going to go with. I think it might be our pass rush. Hmm. Now I know. I'm don't get me wrong. I'm very excited about Carlaptis. Mm-hmm. I think he fits what the Chiefs needed really well, and that like he's not a guy that's going to win like immediately, but he's a guy that's going to get there eventually, always. And we that's what we needed. We just needed a guy that could take coverage sacks last year, and we didn't really have it. So I think he's going to fit really well, and I think he's going to be good. Uh, I think Chris Jones will continue to be great. He's a star player. Outside of those two guys, I'm kind of worried. Uh, Frank Clark. Maybe he has a great contract year. But Jonathan, he's in the best shape of his life. I, well, yeah, but apparently he actually is. But maybe he has a great contract year. He seems like the kind of guy that would, I think. He could have kind of a bounce back year. Um, but I'd say more likely than not, he's just kind of more of what we've seen while he's been here. Um, and they're, I don't know, it, it could be okay. But there's also a situation where, you know, heaven forbid there's an injury to one of those two guys I mentioned previously. And suddenly we have like one pass rusher that's getting double and triple teamed and just like we cannot get to the quarterback. Yeah. So to me, that's the main weakness, especially in like today's NFL. If you don't have a pass rush, you are going to get destroyed. Thoughts? Uh, I think if that is the main weakness of the Chiefs, I think it's it's probably more significant than running back. Mm-hmm. Um, they've done, yeah, like you said, they've done well addressing it with Carlapas. Um, I think if you've got if you've got Chris Jones being good, Carlaftis being good for a rookie, and Frank Clark being average, you got a pass rush. Especially if we can cover the way that we think we can cover down the field. You know, if we actually think our defensive backfield is a strength, which I, I think you could argue it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Carlaftis, he's perfect for those Spagnolos blitzes. Whenever we send everyone, they just like get blocked and they just sit there. Like, like, bless his heart, Chris Jones is an amazing player. There are times when he just, if like he's doping, he's just done for that play. Yeah. And Frank Clark, he is the king of getting washed down. Oh my gosh. This is appropriate because his whole nickname about the shark, he yeah. gets lost in the wash. Yeah, he just, he gets run to the hot dogs in. Like, yeah. whenever you're a defensive or an offensive tackle, that's what they tell you is, you know, if they want to go outside, let them go outside. And Frank Clark's like, yes, please. I would love to be 20 yards upfield. He's like a cat that always wants to go outside. Once he gets out there, he's like, oh, man, I should have come out of here. Yeah, it's like, oh, man, that would have been really great, except this guy's blocking me the whole time. Yeah, let me back in. Um, <laughs> so, Carlactus could be, like, the perfect an- antidote to that. Yeah. An- an- antidote. Yeah. Not anecdote. Not an- antidote. What you're saying is an anecdote. About an antidote. <laughs> Funny story. Um, because he'll almost always be left one-on-one if the pass rush is doing his job. And he's almost always going to get the quarterback in five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. I could see him getting like a lot of coverage sacks. So double yeah. digit sacks, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility for him. Or just getting there and crush the pocket. I think that's what he does too. Like yeah, yeah. I see him driving he's, the guy back. He's a he's a good old fashioned wrecking ball. That's he what is. he is. Yeah. Good throwback. So that's what I view as the biggest position of weakness. Granted, I don't see a ton of positions of weakness. I think running back you could say positionally, but I don't view that as super important. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, like I, I feel like the team's pretty solid. If that's your greatest weakness, there's no like, oh my gosh, we're terrified we might not have an offensive line or quarterbacks this year. There's nothing really quite like that. Right. Feel it feels like a, a bit more well-rounded team than what we've seen in recent years. 
Yeah, you're right. There was always like that like glaring hole that, as fans we were and we were like, oh, no one finds out about that. It's like, oh man, I hope no one finds out that we don't actually have any corners on the roster. Mm-hmm. Or oh man, this year we have no wide receiver after Tyree Kill. So yeah. maybe you're right. Maybe this is like just a top to bottom more talented team. All right. Let's get down to brass tacks now. What do you predict for the Chiefs record? And I guess we'll go ahead and start with um, do you think the way they win the do you think they win the division? Okay. Yet uh, again. Let's see. So, once again, I need to remind myself that there are 17 games. 17 games. always makes this math more talented. Yep. Uh, I think... I think 14... Sorry. 13 and 4. That's Ooh. where the Chiefs end up. Oh, nice. Um, I think we're in for... Because we've got a tough schedule this year. What were we last year? 12 and 5? Is that right? I've forgotten. I will look it up. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing, but I've forgotten. It was something like that. Uh, it was way better than we thought it would be at the start of the year. Uh, no, 13 and 4. I think we're in for four losses. I think we're in for two losses to legitimate teams because we've got a tough schedule. I think we're in for one Andy Reid, what the heck, just did not show up to play loss because we always are. Last year that happened in the Bengals game. I want to let you in on a little secret. Mm-hmm. Every single team in the NFL is like that. Yeah. They all have that one head scratcher loss. Yeah. Uh, and then we're in for one, you know, late season we've already clinched the playoffs. Loss. That's that's my prediction. Um, that's see. So pretty optimistic, really. You have, you have yeah. a pretty optimistic outlook for the season. Yeah, I do. Um, and, and that's really, you know, that, that kind of goes with the division because as the division goes is how the record will go or vice versa. Um, so yeah, quick round the AFC West. Do you want to do a, a little two-second preview for these other teams? Well, can I do roster <laughs> prediction for the... Well, yeah, but I mean, like, if I give my, if I give my prediction for the Chiefs to finish, that really is an AFC West preview. Like, go for it. Go for okay. it. What do you think the record's going to be? So, just for reference, last year we were 12-5, and five, which is hilarious, because we talked about what a, you know, frustrating the season was. 12-5 and five when the, uh, when the division go to the AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this year's going to have some ups and downs, uh, as all years do. Um, I think maybe we have a couple of games where normally we kind of skate by with some Mahomes to Tyreek magic, where we end up losing those games this year. But I'm still going to predict a nice, solid record of 11-6. and six. Wow. So I'm a little bit lower than you. I think this could be just like a slight, you know, little half step down year for the Chiefs overall. Um, but maybe we're looking better after that. So that's what I'm thinking. Okay. How do you feel about the division? The division? Um, I'm just there's there's so much hype for the Chargers every year. I just like I can't do anymore. I just I just can't. Yeah, but Jonathan, this year it'll be different. I don't know. Honestly, I think I think the Chargers will be good. I think the Broncos will be good. I think the Chiefs will still win the division. I mean, Andy Reid just, he owns those teams when it comes down to it. I mean, our margin, like our, our, our cushion in the division was so comfortable. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like we were scraping by every year. It was more like yeah. most years we either swept the division or lost like one or two division games. Yeah. This feels um, like a classic year where we do kind of scrape by and like we're tied yeah. with record for one of those teams, but yeah. like we have the tiebreaker and we end up winning the division. My games. thought is we split with the Chargers. Split with the Broncos and sweep the Raiders. Yeah. Um, I I don't think the Raiders can be a one-year solve, really. I think their roster is too decrepit. 
or not, not the crap, just bad. And you can't get over bad that quickly. They have a talent deficient roster. Yeah. And they did get Devonta Adams, but one wide receiver does not improve your team that much. Yeah, you, you can solve for one, especially like with the roof defense now. Yeah. Um, the Broncos, kind of the same thing. You don't, you know, you're not one Russell Wilson away from pushing for a Super Bowl. There are he's, people that think that he's good, but he look at the talent he had in, in Seattle. I know they had a bad defensive line or offensive line, mm-hmm. but he was thrown to DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Yeah, this is not an upgrade for him. No, it's a, it's a step down in terms of offensive weapons. I, I think Russ is going to get exposed a little bit this year. I think you know there was there was a lot of blame between you know Pete Carroll and the offensive line and you know the, the kind of the the rotting of the Seahawks defense for why things fell apart in Seattle. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if Russell is actually that good. And let's not forget they have a first time first year new head coach. Yeah, and new ownership. So just like a whole lot of changes. I mean, it it could all work out for them. The stars aligned and they're great. Mm-hmm. But I'd say it's more like. More likely they have, you know, a lot of ups and downs and end up maybe they sneak into the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, and then for the Chargers, I don't know. Almost always with young quarterbacks, there's a bit of regression. This is kind of like, you know, last year the, the regression knives were out for, for Josh Allen. Well, this year I think it's out for Justin Herbert a little bit. Could be, yeah. He's, he's good. No one can question. Um, yeah. But especially like, if Keenan Allen gets hurt, and Keenan Allen almost always gets hurt, yeah, I have concerns about that offense. They still have Mike Williams. They do. They resigned him. Uh, did they get? They got some big pass rusher, didn't they? Cleo Mack. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which, granted, he hasn't had like a fantastic year in a while, but he was also on the Bears, and that will do that to you. So, I don't know. I. It's so tough. I think they will be good. I don't think they're going to be a bad team. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're like a Super Bowl contender right out of the gates, if that makes sense. No. It's really, I, it's really I think they'll make the playoffs. Like everyone they're, associated with the Chargers has turned out now, right? We've had full turnover, and they're still the Chargers. So much the Chargers. Yeah. Chargers going to Charger. I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just like every single year, the hype train for the Chargers is just unceasing. And it, it seems like the more they fail, the more it becomes a meme, and the more people lean into like hyping them up. It's kind of a self-perpetuating cycle. Yeah, at this point, no one can like, no one can talk about the Chargers being like like picking them for the playoffs without being a little bit tongue in cheek. Yeah, they're like the most like little brother franchise in the NFL because a they're like sleeping on their older brother's couch mm-hmm. in LA, and b they've just been you know. The Chiefs have owned that division for so long, and they've never won a Super Bowl. Have they been to a Super Bowl? No, not since like I don't know. Dan Fouts might have been a Super Bowl back in the day, but so, like the fact that they had like Philip Rivers, Ladainian Tomlinson, and uh, Antonio Gates didn't make a Super Bowl, and the fact that they fired Mario Schottenheimer after like a fourteen and two season. Yep, it's just kind of like they've gotten what they deserve. You know, enough Chargers hate. Okay. Uh, you want to do so? We got we got like some kind of pre-NFL season predictions we want to do. Yep. Uh, division winners, MVP, Super Bowl picks, all that fun stuff. Uh, what do you want to do first? Let's do division winners. I think that's fun. All right. So we're doing the AFC West. Obviously, we both think the Chiefs are. Well, I think the Chiefs are going to win the division. You, I you think they're going to win the division with eleven wins. 
Yes, uh, I think the AFC West is going to be a gauntlet this year. They're going to beat each other up. Um, so yeah, I think the Chiefs kind of sneak by somebody with eleven wins. So the record might not be as good as, like, say, the Bills, who just destroy everyone else in the AFC East. Yeah, but the winner might be higher quality. Yeah, I think it's going to be kind of similar to what the NFC West was in the last couple of years. Mm, yeah, where there's just like a lot of good teams, and they because of that, they all don't have quite as good a record. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm predicting. So we both got Chiefs in the AFC West. Sweet. Um, let's go AFC North. Who you got? Bengals. Did I say AFC North? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oops, I'm in say East, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, so you got Bengals? Yeah, Bengals or maybe Ravens. Like if, if I feel like the Ravens were, were snake bit and the Bengals were lucky last year. So if that regresses, like the, the quality of the Ravens roster is probably better. But man, I just flatly do not believe in Lamar Jackson. Don't. Mm, that's funny. Because um, I thought you drafted him last night. For a second, but that no. was a different Andrew in our, in our fancy football. Thanks, Jalen Hurts, for our uh, listeners. Totally different guy. I thought that would have been so funny that like you got him. Uh, but anyway, listen, I can, I can hate on him all I want, but but I want the points. All right, so I feel like we're actually quite a bit different here. Mm-hmm. I think Lamar Jackson is what he is in terms of like he's not ever going to be a great passer, but even if he's not a great passer, he's still a really good runner. It, he's still a good quarterback, just that way. I think they're going to lean into that this year. Yeah. I think the Ravens are going to have a bit of a renaissance year. Uh-huh. Um, I think they bounce back, and I'm actually going to pick them to win the division. And is this, is now the good time to unveil the spiciest take of all time? Oh, boy. Hit me with it. The 2020 Bengals. 2022. 2022 Bengals will miss the playoffs. That's spicy. I just dropped a pen, a pencil. For uh, anyone that maybe couldn't hear that, honestly, if they, I've been sitting on that take all off season long. By the way, well, as you finally got here, it is. I'm saying it to the world: yeah. they're gonna miss the playoffs. Can I explain why? Yeah, go for it. Break it down. Last year was a magical carpet ride with flowers and unicorns for them. They had a ton of stuff go wrong. The fundamentals of their team are bad. Mm-hmm. Their offensive line is bad. Uh, their coach is not good. Their coach is. A, a nondescript. Yeah. He's got about as much personality as like your creative coach, custom character on Madden. <laughs> and I, their whole team was built around Joe Burrow throwing uh, jump balls to Jamar Chase. Which... That can be schemed around. Yeah, but they, no one did it. Well, they got oh. the tape on them now, Andrew. <laughs> okay. They got the tape. They got all offseason. I just think they're going to... Things are not going to bounce their way as much as... They did last year. I think their fundamental deficiencies on the offensive line is going to show up more. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, yeah, I, I don't really believe in the Bengals. Their defense was good last year. Um, defenses can be a little more inconsistent, though. If it's not solid this year, I think they miss the playoffs. Let me make a case here. I think the 2022 Bengals are the 2021 Chiefs, or they're trying to be the 2021 Chiefs. Because. Yeah. If you will, the 2021 Chiefs lost the Super Bowl. Sorry, 2020 Chiefs lost the Super Bowl. To the Bucs. Yes. In a pretty embarrassing fashion. Yes. Offensive line got decimated. So their quarterback got beat up. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs in 2021 rebuilt their offensive line. But the problem was they were still very dependent on their passing game movement to one player. Yeah. 
Well, two players, but yeah. 2022. The Bengals have just really lost Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Quarterback got beat up. Yep. Tried to rebuild their offensive line. I don't think as effectively as the Chiefs. Tried is the they don't, have, word there. they don't have Brett Beach. <laughs> I don't think they've done nearly enough. I think what they'll discover to your point is that if you have your entire offense run through one player, even if it's a generational talent, eventually that can be skimmed around and, and get you beat. And they do have other good players. Uh, Tyler Boyd's good. T. Higgins is good. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Mixon's Joe Mixon's really good. Uh, I just any this that playoff run they had, they shouldn't have won the game against the Titans for sure. They mm-hmm. almost lost the game against the Raiders. Yeah, they shouldn't have won the game against the Chiefs. When I say shouldn't have, I don't mean like in a cosmic sense they didn't deserve <laughs> it. I mean shouldn't have, as in most of the time that game gets played, they lose. So it was a magical carpet ride. I don't think it happens this year. And that's why I'm predicting they don't make the, they don't make the playoffs. And I, I know that's a very spicy take, and I might be wrong about it, especially because there's now uh, seven playoff teams. Um, but I'm kind of also leaning on there being three teams coming out of the AFC. AFC West. AFC West. No, I think that's yes. fair. I, th- I do think that there will be three teams in the AFC West better than the Bengals. Basically, I, what I'm saying is I think the AFC is going to be very top-heavy. Okay. I think they're going to fall just beneath that top team. Right here. The Browns are going to be a clown show. Uh, the Steelers just named Mitch Trubisky their day one quarterback. Did they? Yep. So that says everything that I need to I know about Steelers this year. That'll be fun for me that loves me quarterbacks. So. Oh, yeah. No, it's great for you. Um, and, yeah, it really comes down to the Ravens and Bengals. With the Ravens, we got to move on because we're spending a lot of time in this division. But it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, I think they're kind of treating the passing game the way the Chiefs traded corners for years, where it's just like, ah, we don't need that. They traded away. They traded, time. like, they had one receiver, one legit receiver on their roster, and they traded him yeah, away. Yeah, one kind of legit sometimes receiver. Yeah, and he got rid of him. He was never really good for them, though. So now it's just down to, like, Mark Andrews and a bunch of scrubs. I mean, Rashad Bateman's maybe going to be good. But really, this is just, like, we're going to let Lamar do Lamar things and see how far it takes us. Yeah. And to so. me, you've already seen how far they can take you, and that is a one and done in the playoffs. Quite but, possibly, yeah. But we'll see. Okay, so we'll move a little more rapid fire here. Yeah. Uh, we did the AFC West. We did the North. What about the East? I think it's a pretty simple. Bills all day. Bills. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, going to be Bills. No, well, I mean, listen, Belichick gets some serious magic back. Uh, Reports are that the, bank, the, the, the Patriots look really bad this year in the preseason. I just, yeah, it feels like the magic has left that building. Yeah. And Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to be okay. Uh, the Jets are real, real bad. Jets are the Jets. Uh, the Dolphins. Boy, the Dolphins feel like one of those teams that can, like, get just enough hype to get everybody fired. Yeah. I know they got a new head coach, so he's going to have some time. But uh, two is not good, man. I don't care what Tyreek Hill says on his podcast. I, I don't, boy, I don't really have many takes about the Dolphins. I, I think they could be okay. Yeah. I don't, I think Tua's a great guy. I don't know if he's a great quarterback. Um, did you have Tyreek now? Although, honestly, I don't really feel like Tyreek fits their current quarterback at all. Yeah, I, I don't either. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't even know much else about the roster. I don't like the fact that they fired, um, what was the guy that was there? Uh, the guy that was in the lawsuit. Oh, Brian Flores. Yeah. I don't yeah. really I don't like that they fired him. I don't like the whole 
way everything's gone down with them and the tampering charges and the tanking charges. Um, I just think they have a bad ownership. Yeah, they definitely do. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't really believe in them. And they got a first-time head coach. That's really uh, – we've talked about this, how the, the, the long-term determinant of NFL franchise success is the strength of the ownership. Oh, absolutely. And the AFC East has three boneheads as owners. Yep. In uh, Woody Johnson – I've kind of forgotten the Dolphins owner, but he's an idiot. And whoever owns – Wait, are you going to the Bills or the Patriots in there? Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Two bonehead owners. Two. Uh, I don't know enough. The Bills owners, I don't know if they drafted Josh Allen. A little bit cheap, but they're they're okay. Yeah. All right, so Bills. It's Bills. Uh, now with the funnest division, the AFC South. Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, well, the Texans might be the worst team I've ever seen. Uh, I mean, they can't be worse than last year's Texans, can they? I don't know. I, mean, I, think, I, don't, I do think they're going to be bad. They have, who was the coach last year? Was it David? That was was David Coley, right? David Coley. Now they have David Coley two point oh. Lovey Smith. Yeah. Uh, who's that team is in complete purgatory right I'm now? I'm pretty sure Lovey Smith got fired from coaching Illinois. Yikes. Illinois, Jonathan. I don't even watch college football, but that that doesn't sound like a good thing to happen. It was, to it's you. it's about the it's about the equivalent, maybe a little worse than when Cliff Kingsbury got fired from Texas Tech and then hired as the Cardinals coach. Mm-hmm. But instead of Texas Tech, imagine it's uh, even a lower profile program. And also, you had already flamed out as an NFL head coach. Um, so who we got? It's got to be the Colts. Colts. Jaguars are going to be Jaguars are going to be bad instead of terrible, which is an improvement. Yeah, but they'll be way more fun, way more TV friendly. Yeah. Um, well, going from like Urban Meyer to okay, Doug maybe, Peterson, that's got to feel great. Maybe I'm being too dismissive of the Titans. I, I just, like, we've been taking on this ride a couple times now where it's like, oh, look, they've got Derrick Henry. Oh, look, they've got a, a gritty defense being headed by Mike Grable. Well, that's only going to take you as far as Ryan Tannehill can take you, and it turns out that's just not very far. So my take on the Titans is that everyone forgets that they won the what, the number one seed in the AFC last year. Mm-hmm. Hold and on. I know they what? won. Is that true? Yes. See, you've forgotten. I did. I really did. This is um, not set up. I the, did forget. The reason everyone's forgot that is because Ryan Tannehill had one of the worst playoff game performances you can have. But as we can see, that can happen to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he I think he will be better this year. Uh, I don't like that they lost A.J. Brown. I thought he was perfect for what they wanted to be. So that's tough. Um, but I'm still going to pick them because their defense is really good, a lot better than people realize. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to pick the – it was kind of a toss-up between them and the Colts. I'm going to pick the Titans just because everyone's freaking about them. Yeah, I'm going to stick with the Colts because I think that Matt Ryan is actually a good quarterback. That's true. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm fairly high on them as well. So, But we, we do finally have a difference in our picks. So. All right, let's uh, jump over to the NFC now. Uh, let's move a little bit quicker because it's the NFC. And man, mm-hmm. who cares? Um, not really. But. Yeah. Uh, so who are you down for the North? For the North. Let's see. The NFC North. It's got to be the Packers. Yeah. I think everyone else is in reset mode or, or stupid mode. It's boring, but I mean, yeah, it's got to be the Packers. Yeah. Uh, it's just Aaron Rodgers' win card. Yep. Uh, East? Bit of a, bit of a clown division this year, I think, again. Oh yeah, we're, we're once again, once again, we're going to watch the Cowboys and the Eagles try to try to like 
push the division off on the other. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so somebody's got to win it, though. The, the Commanders, they might, like, they might be one of the more talented teams in the league outside of quarterback, but their quarterback situation is very bad. Is that true? I don't, I don't really feel like that's true. I do. I've got Scary Terry. they got good uh, good pass rushers on defense. If Chase Young is healthy, I don't think he is. Good players, a good team does not make. In the division. Oh, in the division. Yeah. You said in. Okay. In the division, sure. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they're going to be good. Uh, who else is in that division? Uh, the Giants. Both New York teams are just LOL this year. Yeah. Giants, not good. Uh, I ended up picking the Eagles just because Cowboys fight and... I think they have the best chance of being okay. Yeah, the Cowboys, uh, their line's suddenly in question. And that's kind of a shame because they had one of the best offensive lines in a long time. And for years there. They traded Amari Cooper for peanuts to the Browns. So now their wide receiver position looks kind of skewed. Yeah, keep this in mind. Like, whenever we're talking about the Tyreek Hill trade, of all the teams that had to basically get rid of their wide receivers because the market got so stupid, the Chiefs got, like, the best haul. They did. Well, did they get more for Devonta Adams and Packers? Uh, they they might have maybe a little bit more. Devonta Adams might be better than Tyreek Hill. Well, yeah, I mean, and also it's the Raiders, so they're easy to pull one over on. That, that's true. That's true. But it was right up there. All right, so who you got in that division? Boy, um, I'm picking the it's Eagles. Tough. Yeah, it's, it's right there between the Eagles and Cowboys for me, and it's not because I think either team is good. It's because I think they're equally okay. Somebody's um, going to win it. I think. It, <clears throat> Could be the Eagles, actually. Yeah, could be the Eagles. Um, so NFC West is the last one, right? Uh, no, we got two more actually. West and South. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, West. I uh, I think if you pick anyone but the Rams, you're trying to get too cute with it. And I don't think the Rams will be as good. I think they're going to be one of the more egregious hangover teams. Could be than before. Could be. I mean, quite literally, some of them were drunk during the draft. So it's kind of like it's kind <laughs> like the, it's kind of the Bucks from last like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Where it's like you cannot have as good if, if you are a team built on like acquiring veterans chasing rings, you can't have as good a team the next year, especially if you bring a lot of guys back and they did. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Cardinals. Cardinals are are, are fitting to get everyone fired. That that just feels like it's written on the wall somewhere. Cardinals feel like a simmering teapot. That's yeah. Gonna explode. The Seahawks are in denial of the fact they're rebuilding. Yep. That's kind of like a, you know, if, if Mitch Trubisky is the preview of the Steelers, then Geno Smith is the preview of the Steelers, the, the Seahawks. That's just, that's all you need to know. Yeah. Uh, and then the Niners. They're about the only, well, I don't know. The Cardinals, they could have a decent record. If uh, Trey Lance comes out with guns blazing, the Niners could be good. I've heard their defense is going to be really good this year. It, it all depends on the health of a Bosa. And as we all know, that is a, a tenuous thing. Yeah, don't depend on that. No. So... Yeah, yeah, it's it's the Rams though. I mean, yeah, it could be somebody else, but it'd be getting too cute. All right, finally, uh, I'm pretty excited for make this pick. Who you got for the AFC South or NFC South? Uh, it's kind of like with the kind of like with the with the Packers in the North. It's just well, the Bucks have Tom Brady, so mm-hmm. we'll go with them. This division used to be fun. I yeah. enjoyed watching the NFC South, and now I don't because they're all bad except for the Bucks who are and Tom Brady, who even good or bad is not enjoyable. Yeah, maybe enjoy if, if you uh, no, if you enjoy sports in a very different way than I do, then you would like watching Tom Brady. If you're the kind of person that loves Tiger Woods and who else, like Serena Williams, and just all the players that are super good, like like uh, 
LeBron James. Yeah, if you're if you're constantly concerned with legacy, yes. If you root for the best player in a sport, then yeah, that's your team. <laughs> but I kind of hate that kind of person. So, uh, man, I think the Saints are ready to fall off a cliff. I guess they did last year, but they're really ready this year. Oh boy, oh boy, Andrew, we got some different opinions about the Saints. Uh, well, uh, okay, no. okay, go for it. I'm gonna drop yeah. another little bomb for you. Yeah, my pick for the division winner for the NFC South is the Saints. Here's why: Tom Brady, he's old. This might be the suck. worst. The worst that we disagree on any pick. The Saints have a really good defense. Mm-hmm. They have some very solid offensive weapons, and they're going to get a full season of healthy and post LASIK surgery. James Williams, sorry, Jameis. <laughs> we'll, we'll edit that. We'll edit that in post. Jameson Williams is who you're thinking of. <laughs> no, but really, I, I think I think they're actually going to uh, okay, a couple things here. Let me get Jameis Williams from what the heck? Jameson Williams is a player for the Lions got drafted. Oh, that's, no, that's I don't thing. think that's what I was thinking of. Um, okay, for one, they just massively downgraded the head coach. Because Sean Payton is gone. Yes. Okay. Uh, Jameson. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is definitely my fault. Jameis Willett. <laughs> Jameis Winston. <laughs> Jameis Winston. This is going to be ironic since I can't say his name. I don't know why. I mean, like, we talked about him a lot before. Why can we suddenly not say his name right? I don't really think he's a dumb person. Uh, yeah, maybe. I, I just, I don't think he's smart enough to be an NFL quarterback. Well, you don't get paid to be smart in the NFL. Pay to win games. And he's a winner. Did you see him make that W? <laughs> what I love about Jameis Winston is every time he posts a workout video, it's like the doofiest thing that he's doing. <laughs> Like he's like doing like the noodle weights or like doing the shimmy thing with his hips. Mm-hmm. He's just an awkward dude. Yes. Yes, he is. Um, okay. I'm a little bit afraid that Kamara will not maintain the same level of athleticism that's gotten him to this point in his career. Well, I think he's already had for like, what, six games? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. There's like a, a suspension looming on the horizon, but no one knows. Oh, yeah, no, I, I thought it had come down. None shall know the hour. Um... Michael Thomas. That was one of the like the, the stranger implosions of wide receivers that I've ever seen. Like yeah. we've all seen like like Antonio Brown self-destruct. Mm-hmm. Or like any number of Pittsburgh Steelers lose their mind. It wasn't like a flamboyant self-destruction. It was more like a vanishing. Yeah, it wasn't even like TO. It was just it was just kind of like, hey, where's Michael Thomas? Oh, no one knows. He's he doesn't play football anymore. He was the best wide receiver in the NFL one year. And in the next two years, just got just was completely it, was it, gone. He doing like some combination of being injured and being upset about his contract, like yes. like like he he's just so upset about his contract that he can't play football. Yeah, for two years straight. Yeah, so it was a bit of a Le'Veon Bell situation where he just like amazing and then poof gone. You, I don't know if you could sit that long and come back and be done. Like the only person to do it is Mike Vick. Yeah, my perspective on him is if he comes back and he's even like. 50 to 75% of what he was, that's way more than what they've gotten the last two years. Yeah. Um, this is all predicated on James staying healthy, mm-hmm. obviously. If that happens, I don't know. I think it could be one of those like really weird Ryan Fitzpatrick-esque seasons where this player that everyone thought was bad was suddenly, you know, put up the stats. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is a good ceiling for James Winston. Yeah. I mean, you get one... Get one solid year of healthy, 
Fitzpatrick, it could have been fun. Yeah, but that's the recipe for a one and out. Yeah. Anyway, uh, sure. I think actually, I think the Saints winning the South is a spicier take than the Bengals missing the playoffs. Wow, really? Yeah. Okay. I, I believe well, that little in the Saints. One last little tidbit I want to throw in there. Why I think this: the last two years, Tom Brady in the regular season, zero and four versus the Saints. The Saints defense has been figured out. That is weird. It's weird. And they did beat him in the playoffs. I'll give you that. Um, but in the regular season, 0-4. Maybe it's a little bit like, you know, and this didn't happen as frequently, but like once every two or three years, Tom Brady would go to Miami and just lay an egg. Yeah. Maybe it's a little bit like that. I don't know. And, and the Saints defensive coordinator is now their head coach. That's so the that should continue. Point. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the Carolina Mayfields? Uh, I think they're all going to get fired. Yeah, I guess another team. Um, I'm rooting for Baker. I, I still like Baker. I think he's gotten, I think he's gotten dumped on like way more than he deserves. Yeah. Um, and I think he could be okay for them, but it just feels like that whole franchise is kind of like this is the last year of the current regime. They've got an owner that's almost more dangerous than a dumb owner. It's because he's an owner who thinks he's smart. Mm-hmm. An overactive owner. Like the owner who thinks he can spend money and grit his teeth and make this work. Yeah. Yeah. He's a hedge fund manager or something. Yeah. He has as much business running an NFL franchise as I do. Which is some business, but yeah. Yeah. Not a ton. Not not a lot. Not a lot. Yeah. I think you need to get it. Thank you. You're welcome. I've got years of practice. <laughs> All right. Um for nearing the one hour no, we're way past the one hour mark. So why don't we go ahead and wrap this thing up? Um, let's just real quick throw out your MVP pick and your Super Bowl prediction. I can go first if you need some time to think about it. Yeah, it sounds like you got this thought through. So. All right, uh, MVP pick, um, this is going to be a homer pick. Mm-hmm. It's Patrick Mahomes. I don't think it's a crazy pick, though. Um, part, of the, in a, part of the MVP voting is the storyline. Yeah, true. And the storyline that Patrick Mahomes comes out has one of the best years he's ever had without Tyreek Hill. That's a good storyline. Yeah. He, he's kind of set up as crazy as it is for a bit of a bounce back season. And that's not just year. that's not just Mahomes. I think it's the entire Chiefs team. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think the combination of the Chiefs. I hate to make this this example, but the Chiefs are kind of on have been on a downward trend because they won the Super Bowl and then they lost the Super Bowl, then they lost the AFC Championship. Yeah, I mean it's like the most, and that is still a very high strata. Right. Very luxurious downward trend, but yeah. But in the in the <laughs> lizard brain of fans, it's oh the Chiefs aren't as good as they used to be. Mm-hmm. That and the combination of losing Tyreek Hill, the bandwagon is empty right now. Like you, you've got people that are like the spicy take is the Chiefs are so good. Yeah, and then there's all the Mahomes slander for no reason coming from his former receivers, which I haven't really been following. That seems very strange to me. I mean, Mahomes seems like the last guy in the world that you would want to slander or like feel yeah. the need to slander. Uh, very quick recap. It's mostly the receivers who've gone to other teams talking up their current quarterback. I mean, so yeah. Sammy Watkins is saying that Aaron Rodgers is on a different level than Mahomes, and Tyreek Hill is saying a lot of stuff, but some of them include that Tua Tagovailoa is more accurate than Patrick Mahomes, which I have to imagine after that he went into like another room and laughed for two minutes because my gosh, that is one of the bigger whoppers I've ever heard. I just think a ton of that is like you're riding with your guy who is currently your guy. Yeah. It's it's some sometime. Yeah, it's like what, sure. are you, what are you supposed to say? Like, oh yeah, Tua sucks. Patrick Mahomes is way better. You know, you just say they're both great players. I don't know. Ty- Tyreek is he's feeling himself a little too much right now. 
A little bit. I mean, he is a wide receiver. He's a, he's a multi-millionaire, though, so whatever. Uh, okay. My, so do you, are you going to do Super Bowl pick or MVP? Uh, I already did MVP. Do you yeah. want to do MVP? Boy. Uh, we're going to have to make it quick. We're running out of time here. Yeah. I'm going to go with Josh Allen, honestly. Oh, I think I like that. as much as I like, you know, as much as I think he's due a little bit of regression, I think he's one of those players that's going to win an MVP eventually. And maybe this theory puts it up and is able to do so. Boy, Andrew, we have come a long way from Josh Allen being, you know, Jonathan's stupid meme quarterback that he's just joking about being good and actually doesn't know how to throw the ball. Now you're picking him to win the MVP. Actually, I think I'm just like, I'm, I'm equal between him and Justin Herbert. I know that's picking two quarterbacks, but it's like, unless Mahomes really comes on and just goes fire breathe the dragon, uh, then I think you've got Herbert or Josh Allen, who just kind of been waiting in line behind the stupid Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. They're, they're both prime candidates. Yeah. Good, good picks. All right, uh, Super Bowl. I'll go ahead and go first and see what you have. Um, this is not a very interesting pick. It's a little bit chalky, um, but that's kind of what I do with the Super Bowl. I'm going to pick Rams, Chiefs. I'm going to pick Chiefs. Hmm. Okay, let me give this a thought for a second. We'll rematch of that, you know, fantastic 2018 regular season game. Yeah. Football. Give us a thought. Um, it's kind of hard for me to pick the Chiefs for the Super Bowl this year because I feel like. This is the year before the year. If that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah, that's good. You know, we, we've got, we've reset the wide receiver room. We've reset large parts of the defense. Yes. A, a mini, mini rebuild. So I think I can feel confident in saying the Chiefs have a good chance, or it's a good chance of anyone to win Super Bowl next year. This year, uh, I think it might be, I think this is the, the last year for the Bills before things start to unwind. Hmm. So I'm going to pick the Bills in the AFC. Still like that pick. And I'm going to match them up against Packers. Packers? Yeah. Um, so they're pretty, right pretty similar pick to mine in terms of like you're not picking any wild card teams there really. Um, Maybe the Eagles. Maybe if the Eagles are like this year's team that – hold on. They already did that. Hold on. <laughs> if they – if this is the year like they catch lightning in the bottle the way that the Bengals did, but that would take a, a lot of – a lot of luck. I think they're they're the Cinderella on my NFC this year. I think there's a lot of Eagles hype that's just like the Cowboys aren't that good. Um, but that's as much as I want to talk about the NFC East. All right. Any uh, closing thoughts before we tell the people adieu before the regular season? Yeah. Um, I think this is like, like I said, this is the year before the year. I think this is when we find out if like the Chiefs as a dynasty is a possibility because they, they have like fully embraced, you know, we are fully into Patrick Mahomes' second contract now. Oh yeah. We are trading away star players. You know, we, we are looking at, you know, we've probably got a couple of years, I hate to say it, but we've got a couple of years left of Travis Kelsey. We've got a couple of years left of prime Chris Jones. So like this is, it's, we're almost into like, if you want to talk about this in like, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think we're in phase two for the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes era. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be really interesting to see if they can actually change that trajectory we talked about. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, I do think it, it's a, a t- kind of a tiny rebuild year. Although you could kind of say last year was that too with offensive line. Yeah. Um, my message to the people would be to be patient. This is a much younger team than we've seen in recent years. Um, 
newer players in more positions than we've seen in recent years and a little bit of more restructuring, I think, this offseason than what we've seen. Mm-hmm. So be patient. Wait for December to really, you know, make any crazy judgments. That's true. It is wild how young this team is compared to, like, what their potential is. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, they're, they're up there with the very top of the AFC, but they're, like, also probably one of the top five to ten youngest teams in the league. Yeah. And adding on to that, just another quick point before we go. Uh, it's been a long time that we've been really, really good. And just, like, beating teams hasn't been, like, that crazy exciting. You know, just beating the average team for a long time now has felt like, well, of course. Mm-hmm. This year, I think we can appreciate those wins a little bit more. And I'm kind of looking forward to that in a weird way. Yeah. Don't take it for granted. Yeah. All right. Anything else? I think we beat the Cardinals. I think so, too. R.I.P. Calamari. R.I.P. Yeah. Calamari. (laughs) (laughs) All right. One little go Chiefs for the people. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Thanks for listening to another episode of Chiefs Bros. Subscribe to the show on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Chiefs Bros. We'll talk to you later.